to say host to ride the vibe broadcasting from the wicked awesome super cool drs atl studio right here in roswell ga my friend and proprietor of the studio wahid gomes at the controls making the magic happen wouldn't be a show without wahid god bless him we're coming over five years now and for all you musicians out there even those that aren't local if you can't get in and do some recording with wahid well, he's got a super cool Verde Music publishing business, and he can help you make money while you sleep, y'all. Now, who doesn't want to do that? So check him out. And I am super stoked to have Christopher Crompton all the way from the UK. It'd be a little disingenuous to say he flew all the way from the UK to be on my show, but I'm the last DJ, so I can say what I want. <laughs> but for those listeners out there that have that clairvoyance, my nose is growing. <laughs> Christopher is a singer, songwriter, guitarist, writer, and poet from the West Midlands. His work is created from a diverse palette of influences that cross genres and cultures. His distinctive voice in guitar playing draw these threads together into a unique sound and presentation. The subjects he addresses are equally heterogeneous from the personal to the political, from the stoic to the spiritual, from the everyday to the extraordinary. In every corner of experience, Christopher seeks the sensibilities that render the individual universal. Whoa. And I, I got through that <laughs> without butcher, butchering, it too, butchering, it, butchering it too much. And you can find him, and you definitely want to find him because he is awesome. www.ChristopherCrompton.com. Christopher, welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, Michael. <laughs> God bless. And you did come all the way from the UK to be here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and a few other things besides. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and it would we would be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to the amazing, the one and the only Lucy Pillar, founder of All Right Now Entertainment, who is the connection, the common denominator, the one and the only, the one that uh, is, I say, two degrees, maybe even one of separation from knowing every musician <laughs> on the planet. But you musicians that are looking for a promoter, she's too busy right now. So <laughs> she can't help you out. She sure is in demand. But yeah, she's been a superb promoter. She's arranged everything perfectly for me here. She's yeah. been the perfect host. So I'm very grateful. I wouldn't be, be here without her. Yeah. Absolutely. How'd you guys connect, Christopher? She actually saw me playing in England back last year. I was playing uh, actually in a pub um, local to me. There's an, it wasn't even a gig. It was an open mic. Yeah. And she happened to wonder and she was visiting her niece and her niece's husband. And it was her last night before she flew back to Atlanta. Mm. And it was one of those moments of serendipity. We yeah. just were both in the right... She only heard me play four songs. Yeah. Shuffled over to me afterwards and said, Hey, uh, how do you feel about coming to Atlanta? Yeah. And it was... Uh, that's where it all started. That's Lucy. And then God bless her. She had uh, uh, an eye issue. 
yeah. and left her without the ability to drive you around. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so again, lots of last minute logistics, but she's made yeah. it all happen, you know, That's and people have stepped in and helped out and I've got to where I needed to go. I love it. That is fantastic. Well, we're so honored to have you on the show. And for your fans that are legion, but growing, that would not be familiar necessarily with Ride the Vibe, the way we roll the show is we're going to play six of your songs, a couple minutes, just to tease the audience up because we'd like them to go out and either go to your website and buy the album. That'd be preferable, I think, probably for you. Yeah, sure. Or go to Spotify where you can make point oh 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 three cents <laughs> or one cent per song. But either way, and then we're just going to chat about them. So it's kind of a digital, I like to say it's a digital liner notes. Wonderful. And we would be remiss also if we didn't give a shout out to our friends at Cathead Distilleries. Because we are featuring some of their Cathead Old Soul, the high end, not the tin plate, which is uh, in rare, rare uh, supply. But we are featuring some of the high end. And I think we've all agreed that it's quite tasty. It's very good indeed. Yeah. And you are a, a scotch drinker, a bourbon drinker. You know, yeah, scotch whiskey back at home. And uh, this is the equivalent here. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you're, you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks to our friends at Cathead. And I think you all will find after uh, listening to Christopher's music that you will call him a cathead. So for you UK folks, understand that cathead is a compliment, a term used back in Mississippi, coined back in the day by primarily blues musicians, but a, a nod to artists they respect. So I think you will find that Christopher is, in fact, a cathead. Why, thank you. <laughs> we'll let them be the judge of that, shall we? I love it. And with that, <laughs> let's queue up Keep the Future Bright, which is the first single you released off the album of the same name, right? That's correct. It's the title track of my debut album. Yeah. And it was meant to be uh, really an antidote to the times we've been having in the past few years with the yeah. COVID pandemic and the lockdowns. Yeah. And it's just a, it is a, in some ways it's a personal song, but it's also got that broader message of positivity, optimism. Yeah. Let's look towards the future and let's keep the future bright. And we're going to put on our shades. Right. Because as Timbuktu <laughs> said, the future is so bright. <laughs> so, Wahid, if we could, let's queue up Keep the Future Bright off Christopher Crompton's album of the same name. I'll start again I got nothing left to lose No reason to pretend This is something I would choose But it's hard just standing still On sinking, shifting ground So sometimes you have to find the will To turn your world around To turn to change And there's no way I'm getting 
getting everything right I get a little wisdom in exchange A little stronger for the fight mm, Gotta keep the future bright Back on Ride the Vibe. What a great song and great message for all of us and more uh, prophetic now probably than ever, I think. So, Christopher, compliments to you on that. Thank you. Yeah. So, talk, I got to, you know, you've been in the States now. Well, you've been in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And this, as you told me in the run-up to the show, is your third visit, I think. You'd been in Philly and New York, maybe? or Yeah, it's, been, it's my second visit, actually, to the States, yeah. And that was just Philadelphia and New York the first yeah. time. So, very different to come to the South. But yeah. I, I Talk really, about that. I really like it. You know, obviously, people say the, the pace of life is slower down here yeah. and the people are friendlier. Yeah. And I found both of those things to be absolutely true. Yeah. And but, you're not just saying that because we're giving you old soul whiskey. Oh, no. I mean, that <laughs> that is excellent. Uh, an excellent hospitality package for being here. No, uh, generally, it's, uh, you yeah. know, I've met complete strangers and been invited into their homes within yeah. 10 minutes, you know, and yeah. they, they feed you and they show you the sights. And yeah. They seem, uh, you know, very embracing, very warm people. Yeah. So I've not been disappointed at all by the South. Well, I got to ask you about one of our, my favorites, uh, Kristen Tinsley, mm -hmm. who uh, turned you on, as I understand it, to cheese balls at a, <laughs> at a Walmart. Right, right. <laughs> so she talk about, because that was the... And that was just the culmination of an adventure you had with her on a four-wheel vehicle. And a <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we had quite a trip there. So she stepped in uh, because my promoter is um, not able to take me places with, yeah. the, with her uh, eye, eye surgery. So yeah. Kristen stepped in and she took me up to LJ. Yeah. Um, and there's a great winery up there called Buckley Vineyards. And I played a, played a gig up there. Yeah. Is Lovely. that her... Aunt, I think? Or Lovely setting. It's a, there, there, yeah, there's, there's some, a some, some, some link there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was my driver. And then, of course, you know, I had a four-hour show, so I asked her to step in and she played some songs yeah. with me. She's just uh, started a new Fleetwood Mac tribute group. Yes. So yes. we, of course, I had to ask her to play some Fleetwood Mac with me. Yeah. Uh, we did Never Going Back Again and The Chain, which is good fun. And then, yeah. yeah, and we had a bit of an adventure uh, afterwards. We were invited <laughs> to some people's home up in the mountains and ended up having a ride on a four-wheeler in the bucketing rain and you know I used to live in Scotland and I thought we had real rain up there and then I experienced Georgia mountain rain yeah and who yeah I mean we yeah. can hold our own right <laughs> and to all your friends back home we're not wearing hoods down here <laughs> we're not playing deliverance music are we <laughs> no. a little more progressive than that right yeah. right yeah. well and I think Kristen's gonna be a smashing success with uh, her her Stevie Nicks tribute mm -hmm. you know that's a natural fit for her Right. Yeah. So cool. And what do you think of the cheese balls? And the che you know what? I haven't I haven't dared to open them because the cheese oh, you balls, haven't? Oh. they arrived in this. She insisted we get this uh, sort of, it looks like a nuclear waste drum. Of and then she sent me a text picture because I didn't know what they were. <laughs> of cheese balls. And I said, and, and you read the, you know, the list of ingredients yes. is, is, is as big as the container is. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to open these just in case they're really good. And I, I demolished the entire bucket of them. So we, we're having a party at some point at the end, but just before I leave, just a private party and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust them out there. Right. Let people help themselves. 
So you're going to share the gift that keeps on giving. Right, that's exactly. That's just the kind of guy yeah. you are. Right, exactly. Yeah, free love with cheese balls. That's right. So if they're toxic, then everybody gets to experience right, them. Right, right. Yeah, we all share in the goodness and the badness. Yeah. Probably egalitarian around here. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of that, I think we, uh, Wahid, I ought to tee up uh, the way the money runs, if mm-hmm. we could. Speaking of money running, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Fallen heavy like a blanket on the land So very few can witness who is really in command And someone says have faith in the invisible hand And I'm wondering how much more Of this old shit we're gonna stand Something else goes missing every day that passes by With every piece of truth that is shaped into a lie With every heart that freezes underneath a suit and tie With every hack who'll screw you But won't look you in the eye But is this the best we've got To tell our daughters and our sons It's the way the cookie crumbles Just the way the money runs Of course there is a system And of course they've locked it down Every rich man's son who thinks that he was born to wear a crown They sell your knockoff jewelry and then they take the town They will sink your tiny vessel And they're laughing while you drown The Way the Money Runs, love that song along with Keep the Future Bright. And Christopher, we were talking a little bit uh, while the song was playing about your influences. And the, I, I paid a high compliment to you, I think, in, in saying that I thought that was very Dylan-esque with the complexity of the writing. So talk about that a little bit, if you would. Well, thank you very much. That is indeed a high compliment. And you're right, Dylan is, the, is a root influence for me. He was the first one who turned me on to really paying attention to lyrics, I think, in songwriting and telling stories. And that song you just played, The Way the Money Runs, is relevant because it's the only one really I've written so far that has a political element to it. You know, it's a protest song in in the style of of Dylan in a way, you know. And he, 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 I was about 14 when I came across Bob Dylan and I'd only listened to classic rock and classical music and things like that beforehand. And it totally opened up a whole new world of, of possibility for where you could go with songwriting. How did he come to you? What was the... You know, I don't even remember how it came about, but I, f- I know I came across one song and then it led to another and yeah. another and I had the whole discography. And yeah. I, I landed eventually, there's a great album he had called Blood on the Tracks. Yes, unbelievable. And it's, that's one, I've got a few vinyls up on my bedroom wall and that's one of them. It's yeah. Pride of Place, you know, because yes. that is an incredible album. So songs. if you all haven't gotten that one or listened to that one, definitely go out and do it. And I'll give you two uh, other suggestions. One I get, or two I gave to Christopher... If you're a Dylanologist uh, and you don't have the book, All the Songs, it's uh, about five, 
five inches thick in, in paper, you know, back kind of style. Uh, and it goes through every single song he wrote in chronological order, in in depth, the, the, who was playing, where it was produced, et cetera. And then another one I just got out, <clears throat> out of the library and shared with Christopher. It's titled The Philosophy of Modern Song by Bob Dylan. And uh, again, he, he's writing about the songs that impacted him. It was kind of cool. Well, talk about your formative years, Christopher. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I, so I went through a whole lot of... Uh, influences in a fairly short time and I was yeah. I was a, a very I had a broad uh, musical exposure I say I started off with parents or siblings or? My, my mom brought me up on Queen ah. every, every weekend she she got a big old stack of Queen yeah. LPs and we yeah. got the, we had the record you know the vinyl record player yeah. and she would put those on and that was my motivation to help with the housework with the chores ah. so she'd say you know she would say if you help I'll play. We'll play Queen. And we, you know, wow. we would have a sing-along together. And yeah. before you know it, the whole house was spotless and we'd had a great time. Yeah. So that, What you know. a great, I mean, he's a great story too, Freddie Mercury. Right, absolutely. Another yeah. one that left and, us too I, soon. And, and Queen, um, they, they were they were amazing because they were so varied. Yeah. And, you know, they, they didn't have one sound that they carried on through. They just experimented and they did. Yeah. You know, Brian May was doing these incredibly complex, yeah. you know, multiple guitar parts layered yeah. up and things, you know. Uh, so that that was definitely formative, yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of classic rock influence in there. I loved, you know, Free, uh, Bad Company. Uh, uh, the first, I was in, uh, my first band when I was, um, ooh, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. I had a band with some guys at school, and I said, "We got to, we got to play all right now." Ah, uh, and they'd never heard of it, of course. So uh, you know, interesting. That's the first song I ever played. You know. Well, now I can see the connection with Lucy. Right. <laughs> she didn't know about this. She didn't oh, even did know not, about really? this until we came over. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lucy's off mic, but she's telling us, she is in the studio, but she's telling us she thought he was just pretending. Christopher, that is. <laughs> we, I asked her if she wanted to be Mike. She turned us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all the classic rock influences were in yeah. there. I went off and discovered jazz on the side, and then yeah. these singer-songwriters, you know, Dylan came along, and then... Were you playing an instrument, or it was just... Uh, I started off component? with the cello, believe it or not, uh, because it's just the thing. I wanted to play an instrument, and that's yeah. what the school gave me. Yeah. And uh, it does. It makes sense now, because I'm a fairly fairly tall guy, but at the time, yeah. I wasn't. I was below average height, and I had this enormous cello. Uh -huh. And my grandparents used to say, they used to pick me up from school sometimes, and they say, we know it's you, because we just see the cello <laughs> above the hedge, just moving along, you know. And did you I, like it? Did you like playing the cello? I did, but I never really took to it in the way yeah. that I took to guitar. Yeah. And um, that, that happened at 15 when the transition. the transition happened. I played some keyboard in between and I enjoyed that. And yeah. then uh, my, my stepdad came along when I was 15 and he was a Fender Strat player. He got this uh, vintage. It started off white and he played in the clubs in England for so many decades yeah. that it had turned this shade of tobacco yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and was, was he just, one of those that was smoking and then putting the, the cigarette <laughs> at the top of the guitar? Next? Yeah, well, he himself didn't smoke, but uh, it was just the, oh, the uh, passive yeah, smoke yeah, from yeah, the, right, the, you know, right, the, right. The, the vibe of the place. Who was his, uh, who was his mentor or role model? Or who? Richie Blackmore. Ah, he was a Richie Blackmore man, hence yeah. the Stratocaster, yeah. Stratocaster. So he loved Deep Purple and Rainbow yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that was a totally... And he taught me to play Ghost Riders in the Sky. Oh, my God. That classic. old classic. And yeah. it was the Shadows version, so the instrumental version that Hank Marvin played. Wow. And he taught me that one tune and I was hooked. And that was it. I had to get an electric guitar and I, yeah. I didn't look back, you know. Wow. I love it. That is unbelievable. <laughs> well, we need to hear the smile transitioning from that. Right. If we could, why?
have turned to brown The sun won't stick around And frost will numb the ground And you, stuck inside your cage Of restlessness and rage Finally feel your rage And you don't know where you are Or how you came to be here But you know that you're longing to be free Don't know how much longer you remember me But for a while I will be the smile you need to see We knew it had to come to this The boxes on the list The mountains and the mist But still it took me by surprise When laughter left your eyes And life was only lies And you don't know where you are Or how you came to be here But you know that you're longing to be free I don't know how much longer you remember me But for a while I will be the smile to see you are back on ride the vibe michael litton the last dj hosting this show from the drs atl studio in roswell georgia waheed gomes at the controls just having a great conversation with christopher crompton all the way from the uk specifically not for Ride the Vibe. <laughs> but Lucy Pillar was gracious enough to facilitate it. The amazing Lucy. And we're all uh, sending prayers and, and love out to her for a speedy recovery. And get that uh, eyesight back. So talk about it. Uh, smile. I think that fits, right? That, that's a right. good segue. Right, right. Well, that song, um, you might have got the reference to it. You might not. I wrote that song about my grandma. Ah. And uh, I wrote it when she was in the very early stages of dementia. Mm. And that's a disease that affects so many people. And yeah. uh, most people, I think, know somebody at least that's been affected by it. Yeah. And uh, she was in the early stages and I, I spent a day in hospital with her. And I came back and I was thinking, I was trying to understand the way her mind was working and what yeah. she still had and what was lost and what the trajectory was going to be like. Uh, and, I, and I wrote that song. So it's about, you know, it's about her confusion and... Yeah. Uh, and, and a struggle, but I'm saying ultimately, you know... She I'm, kept the smile. She kept her smile, and, and I'm going to keep mine for you, yeah. is what it's about, you know. Yeah. And, and, and all the while, I will be the smile you need to see. Yeah. So she's got that familiarity. Which, is, which ties in to keep the future bright, so positivity. Right. right. But yet woven in the way the money runs, a little little biting political <laughs> song. So I'm make, trying to keep the balance yeah, overall. Yeah, the balance, That's right. right. I love it. <laughs> well, one of, my, one of my other favorites that uh, you had the opportunity to interact with, Jeannie Karen at a, at a songwriter forum or... Yeah, songwriter. Around the, por- was, the pound or ground the pound? Or? It's called Ground and Pound, ground a coffee pound. shop. That's yeah. right. And it, it's a songwriters in the round night. Yeah. So there are, you know, you get a few songwriters and you all sit there and yeah. it's, a, it's a nice attentive setting. People yeah. listen and you tell stories about your songs. Very yeah. similar to what we're doing now, in fact. Yeah, exactly. And that was, yeah, it was a very pleasant evening. Very yeah. enjoyable. Well, Jeannie uh, had very complimentary things to say about you and thoroughly enjoyed it. And I guess you guys had extra amount of time because one of the 
participants. That's right. One person didn't show up. So we we had a, yeah, it was just the two of us. And then uh, my friend Colt Coates came in as well. Yeah. And I asked him to do a couple of songs because he is a fantastic singer-songwriter. Yeah. Hope you'll get a chance to interview him as well in future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a very, very enjoyable evening. Beanie's music is great. And we had some back and forth where there was some, you know, overlaps between what we'd been writing about. Yeah. And that was really nice too. I love it. Yeah. So cool. So another, uh, Christian Tinsley and Jeannie Karen, we love, shout outs to them. And then Colt, we hope uh, will come on Ride the Vibe and yeah. join us. So talk, I want to uh, take an opportunity to give a shout out, if you would, to some of the other folks that have stepped in uh, with Lucy's situation. If you would, yeah, absolutely. So it was, it was, it was Colt actually, Colt Coates, who took me up to uh, Pigeon Forge in Tennessee. Yeah. He was, my, he was my driver for that. You went, you were at Hard Rock. We were, I played two nights at the Hard, Hard Rock, Rock Cafe in Pigeon yeah. Forge, which is a right experience. And uh, yeah, and then we went up in the Great Smoky Mountains and saw some bears. And oh my, it was, did uh, you really? We really did. Yeah. Oh my lord, we, black bears. Black bears. It was a mother and cub. Oh and, my uh, lord. Because he said, "What do you want to do while you're here?" And yeah. we're both kind of, you know, he's from the mountains of Virginia, yeah. so he's an Appalachian guy. And yeah. I said, "Should we go check out the mountains?" So instead of doing the tourist stuff in yeah. Pigeon Forge, we went up into the Great Smokies. Yeah. Hiking? Some trail were hiking? We were hiking some trailheads. We yeah. checked out a, a waterfall and some yeah. nice. And then we that saw. That he knew or you guys were exploring it? We were exploring it mutually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just looked up wow. on Google where's, where's a good place to walk. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, on this trail, we, there were a couple of black bears, which is a, wow. a real treat. Yeah. Real You've treat. never seen one? I've never seen one, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Were you... Were you a little, because with a mother and her cub, it's right. sort of like, that's yeah. like the worst kind of thing. To... Right, yeah. And you're reading all these signs as you go up, they're telling you, you know, don't try to interact with the bears. Yeah. Because, not because they're particularly threatening animals, but because they get too familiar with humans. Yeah. And then they start approaching people and right. then eventually and then not good. they end up having to put bears down because yeah. of that, you know. So right. I, I was more aware of that than anything, you know, yeah. let them have their space and yeah. don't get in, the, get in the way too much. But it was a great experience. Wow. For sure. So exciting there. And then you got yeah. a ride with a friend of Christians, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, Mr. Brian Cameron, who Cameron. who is a very experienced session guitar player. He works in Nashville a lot, and, yeah. and he tours with a guy called John Berry, okay, a country singer. And he's about to go on tour with him now. He's his guitar player and and wow. uh, and manager, uh, road manager. Yeah. So um, yeah, he he very kindly took me to uh, Muscle Shoals in Florence, wow. where I'd been invited by Jerry Foster, who's yeah. another friend of. Of Lucy's, who's he's great a, guy who'd been on our show, right? Jerry. He's been on here, yeah, right? So, great. Yeah. yeah, talking about his academy, right? So, and he, had some of the acts that have been in the academy, which was one, well, so Jer Jerry, Jer shout out to you. Jerry is doing great work, and yeah. as, you know, he's the director of fine arts at the academy up there, yeah. and he's got thousands of students coming through yes. every year, all of which are welcome to come on Ride the Vibe. Jerry knows that. Right, right. And he's just doing great work. He's yeah. inspiring and, and facilitating young musicians. Young musicians. He's, you know, because there's all that history there in Muscle Shoals yeah. in Florence, you know, and the, the fame studios, at which I went and visited. Jerry took me around those, and yeah. it's great to see all that stuff. Yeah. But he's also looking towards the future. Right. And he's saying, let's keep the music flowing through yeah. here, you know, which is wonderful. I love so, it. So, yeah, big thanks to all of those, to, to so Jerry UK, Foster. So, UK fans of Christopher's, they don't know about Muscle Shoals, you better check out Muscle Shoals. Right. Because uh, many uh, UK guys came over, like... Uh, like Mick Jagger, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Stones recorded that, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty hip spot to go. It sure Killer. is. Anyone else that uh, that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, they're, they're the main ones, but I also yeah. have to thank um, Robert Piller. Lucy's husband, yes. because he's yes. been actually been my main driver for the right. for the gigs around Georgia. He has right. been taking me here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. And he's has been golden. So many many thanks to him as well. God bless Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that's killer. Well, cool. Well, I think we should cue up if we could "Girl with the Violin" because this is a very interesting song. I mm -hmm. think from, uh, and I know you're going to talk about it. 
Little girl got a violin She said I'm gonna learn And I'm not giving in I'm gonna play Every day from my soul Irish folk and old baroque She really learned to make it rock She said hey I like the way this is starting to roll Went to university To try to get where she wanted to be She really shined But her mind had a life of its own I can't explain She says it's like a drug Gets you high Then it pulls a plug I drop my crown And I'm down the rabbit hole You know dreams really do come true But So can the nightmares too You can sink in a blink But you never think it'll happen to you She graduated but her head got worse She looked for ways to kill a curse Took a shot and forgot what was on her mind Before she knew it, she was on the street Playing fiddle just for something to eat Stood alone, without a home, no friends to find All the tunes she used to play Echoed down the cold subway every night Was a fight just to stay alive She said, I know it's been hit and missed, but DJ playing what he wants to play, and in this case, playing some brilliant music from Christopher Crompton all the way from the UK, and Bob Bignell of uh, Brahms Grove Folk Club and Bob's Folk Focus. Huh, easy, not easy for me to say after our delicious cat head, says of Christopher, a fine example of what the UK has to offer to the world at large. And I would completely agree, and we're honored to have him in Roswell, Georgia. Talk about Girl with the Violin. I, I have some ideas of what it's about, but... Right, yeah. So we were talking about Bob Dylan a little yeah. while earlier and the way that he, uh, you know, sometimes tells stories through his songs. And I got turned on in a big way to the English folk tradition, which is very much about storytelling through music. Yeah. And that's what this one is. It's a, it's a story, and it's a true story that I read about um, a young lady who played the violin, became very good at it, but she had a series of... She had mental health issues, and she ended up unraveling in a big way, and she yeah. ended up on the streets. So yeah. it's a true story. But one, again, you know, keep the future bright. It does yeah. have a happy ending because yeah. she was, you know, people stepped, a charity stepped in, took her out of that situation, gave her a new new chance, a new new lease of life. Was it a uh, kind of a classic case of that, uh, of the fine line between genius and insanity that, that so many have? Yeah, maybe, maybe there was some of that in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I actually knew very little about the yeah. lady's life, which is a good thing for writing a song because right. it gives you a little creative license, but also... Distance from it, yeah, distant it, from it. Right, yeah, but I like this idea that you can put up a suggestion of something and then the, the listener, the audience, can interpret it sort of how they want. They can complete the story for you. Yeah. So when I try and tell a story, I like to leave those gaps and a little bit of just the right level of ambiguity. Yeah. So it's almost like a co-creation between me as a songwriter and the listener at the other end. Yeah. Like, I don't get to say exactly what you get to think about think it about or feel it. Right. about it. right. I you want, birth it. I, I, want then, you to, I want you to meet me halfway. You know, yeah. as, as the listeners, I want you yeah. to meet me halfway and put your own spin on it, bring your own experience and interpretation. 
And one of your other big influences out of Canada, mm -hmm. Leonard Cohen. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So talk that, about how that the Canadian connection. Right. If 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 Bob Dylan got me started on that, then uh, Leonard Cohen completed the picture because to me he he was an absolute master of songwriting, and he started out, of course, as a poet. Yeah. So the lyrics mattered first and foremost. He was he got the lyrics right, and yeah. the music was almost just the the mode of transport, if you like, yeah. for delivering those lyrics straight to the heart. How did he come to you, given the the the, the Richie Blackmore and the right. your stepfather right. and the Queen? Yeah. Well, I suppose I I assume it was through um, Hallelujah, which of course was is the hit that became hugely popular years after he released it because various other people co covered, covered it. it. I, I learned that song from Jeff Buckley, ah, who's okay. another influence of mine. Again, you know. Died tragically young, produced yeah. one album, but what a fantastic album. Yeah. Grace by Jeff Buckley is. And that was my gateway to Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Um, I, I believe because I heard that song and then I ended up tracing its roots and checked out Leonard Cohen's work. And he changed a lot again through, he had a very long career yeah. with a, a spot in the middle where he went and became a, a Buddhist monk and took some time out. Oh man, I did not know that. Yeah. So sort he, of like Cat Stevens. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so he, he had his religious experiences and, and a lot yeah. of his songs are very heavy in spiritual themes, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're all very, very thoughtful and, and again, a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. You're not supposed to understand what every word means, right. but you get the overall feeling from it. Yeah. You know. I love it. And that's, I like that. Meet, meet me halfway. Meet me halfway. I, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> sure. And you also, uh, so uh, James Taylor, Paul Simon, Mark Knopfler, talk a little bit about some of those guys. Oh, all of those people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. James Taylor, I've always been a big fan of him. I've seen him live several times and yeah. he's still great now. I saw him just last year and he's superb. His band Over is great. In UK, Over obviously. in the UK, yeah. close to Birmingham. Yeah. And he, you know, he's got Steve Gadd on drums, a world-class band. He's, yeah. he's brilliant. Mark Knopfler is interesting. People know him for Dire Straits, of right. course, back in the day. Yeah. But he really, he, his inspiration is from that English folk tradition. He's a storyteller. Mm. And, you know, you get that in some of the Dire Straits song, Romeo and Juliet, for right. example. You know, right. he's, he's telling stories. And even Money for Nothing yeah. is about a conversation he overheard in an electrical store. Oh, Literally. So all the lyrics in that are what some guy was just spouting off about MTV in an electrical I, store back I in the 70s. It. I did not know yeah. that either. So, right, right. So, um, but, but his solo work is very much more, yeah. you know, uh, English folk songwriting, telling stories about these great characters and these great places, yeah. you know, back in time. I love and he, he just takes you somewhere totally different. And that's, mm. what, that's what I love about him. And plus, he's an amazing guitar, guitar player. player yeah. You know. So if you hear, if you ever hear me play electric guitar, if I've got a Fender Strat, then you can hear the Martin Upfly coming out. Too. So he would be one of your electrical guitar influences. If exactly. You will. Yeah. Both an electric guitar influence and a songwriting Song influence. Writing so influence. yeah, a, a double a big one in there. Who else? Who was the third per person you mentioned? Paul Nyman. Uh, Paul Nyman. <laughs> you get oh, it. Paul Simon. Paul Simon, of course. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Again. And again, he he was he has a very creative approach to songwriting, and sometimes yeah. it's almost silly. Yeah. You know, the, the rhymes he puts together and things. And, yeah. Cecilia. <laughs> right, right. And you're thinking, oh, that you deep, know. But <laughs> and, and in doing that, there's a sort of, there's a geniusness. There's a genius in the amateurishness of it. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, uh, yeah, it's simple, but it, it totally works. And his melodies are great. Yeah. And, and of course, Graceland is a masterful album. Oh, unbelievable. And I saw him, I saw Paul in, um, in England in Hyde Park, oh. a big festival a few years ago. Yeah. And, he was through, and he, again, he, he was a, doing the Graceland stuff. He, he was doing a whole bunch of stuff, yeah, yeah, and he got a huge band with him. But the best stuff is right at the end. He stood up there by himself with his guitar, and mm -hmm. he, again, he's a, he's a very talented guitar player. Yeah, he has a great style. Under underrated, underrated as, as, as a guitar, guitar player, player. and yeah. and to me, that was the highlight of the whole show. Paul Simon by himself with an acoustic with guitar. guitar. And, that stands to reason, right? Well, and you were telling me, uh, segueing a little bit, but you were telling me a little bit of a story 
uh, about Dylan. You see, you seeing Dylan with Neil Young mm. flushed that out over in the UK just recently. I that was the same festival another year. It's called the British Summertime Festival. It takes place in Hyde Park every yeah. every summer. And that year, it was a double headliner of Neil Young and, and Bob Dylan. So yeah. of course, I had to get myself down there. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's a a big old event in the in Hyde Park. There are thousands and thousands of people there. Yeah. Um, and Neil Young came on first of the two, and he was absolutely superb. He, he was, was he was on was form. He was on yeah. fire. His songs were great. Yeah, and he didn't do the thing that he he sometimes has a reputation for, where he goes off on the twenty minute solos. Yeah. And he was quite contained actually, yeah. for Neil Young. Yeah, he, he was great and very, very twenty minute solos that are so earbustingly loud that right. you're like, oh boy, right, right. So <laughs> yeah. he kept he kept a rap on that stuff and yeah. and was great. And then and Bob Dylan came on as the you know the the overall headliner if you like yeah. and. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a divisive thing the way that Bob has gone now with what he does, but he's transformed the song so that they they're not recognizable anymore. Yeah, and it, his voice didn't exist yeah. that much in the first place, and it, you know to the yeah. extent that it did, it's also gone. And and I was I was going expecting all of that. I knew yeah. that I wasn't going to get anything like yeah. how Dylan had been, but for me, it just it wasn't happening anymore. So the contrast between the two. Yeah, I was I was impressed by Neil and, and, uh, and a little bit disappointed yeah. with Bob. Well, I just had a chance in the run-up to our our conversation to listen to uh, Rough and Rowdy, Dylan's 21 release, maybe. And right. Pretty much put me to sleep. I didn't get to it. But <laughs> at any rate, and I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. Well, we're going to take just a short break to support a sponsor that's near and dear to my heart, uh, Foundation for Premature Infants. And then we're going to be right back. we got two more songs to play. Just having a great conversation with Christopher Crompton, all the way from the UK, www that Christopher Crompton, C-R-O-M-P-T-O-N.com. And it's Christopher, not Chris, because you'll find some other cat on, on Spotify <laughs> if you look up Chris and you don't want to do that. Well, no offense to that person, but <laughs> we like Christopher. So at any rate, we'll be right back, y'all. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The Foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision is to ensure that Premature Infants' Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ host of the show, but uh, wouldn't be a show without my friend Waheed Gomes at the controls. And definitely y'all want to check out Verde Music to see if you can make some money while you sleep with uh, these licensing deals, man, which are like the bomb from what I can tell. So love this album. Wonderfully crafted songs. An incredible piece of work. And that's uh, Jan Spazar, mm -hmm. a guitarist. Someone you know or just... Uh... Yeah, it's someone I know. He runs some uh, open mics and he plays in a few bands back in England. Ah. And that's his, that's his little review. I put a few comments on there from Yeah, I love yeah. it. I, I praise. Very cool. <laughs> well, I think we ought to hear Sing Another Song. Right. And this is another one that's along, it's a little bit along political lines, and it's, but it's sort of trying to be inspiring. It's not, it's not trying to put people down. It's trying to raise people up. You know, let's, let's think about what's going on in our lives and about other possibilities for the future. I love it. We can all use a little bit of that. Waheed, if we could. 
Folk and Honey said of Christopher Crompton, that's C-R-O-M-P-T-O-N, Christopher, a real knack for storytelling, stripped back and raw, speaks straight from the heart. Well said, Folk and Honey. (laughs) (laughs) Christopher, talk about that song and uh, harmonies and, and playing cello and then having to... Oh, that's a whole bunch of different stories. Let's yeah, just we, so you get, let's, you, you, weave them all through there. Yeah. yeah. So that so that that song is it's meant to be a wake up call. It's saying you know we're all um, we're, we're slaves to the machine here. You know we're we're living our lives in in thrall to abstract things like the economy, mm-hmm. and, and without any of us really understanding what that is. So it's sort of saying let's be a let's wake up a little bit and yeah. take more control of our lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the harmony stuff we were talking about just now, why yeah. that song was playing. I, I started off in choirs at school when I was very young. Because you were mandated, right? You I played had the to. cello. Yeah, I had I learned the cello, and if you learn any instrument, my it was a, a tried a tra- tra- sort of traditional grammar school, and they said, yeah. right, if you're going to learn an instrument, you've got to be in our choir. Yeah. And then the choir master was this very imposing sort of Victorian seeming gentleman with a big mop of white hair, with the a name, quintessential right, with the the wonderful name of Beverly Rag. Oh, no. And he would he would sit behind <laughs> the grand rag. piano and he would be, you know, very, very dramatic and his hair would be flying everywhere. Yeah. And he was a genius of a musician, ah, but he, he was a slave driver too and he worked yeah. as hard. But it gave me a great exposure early on to, you know, the art of vocal harmony really and, and it embedded it deep within me. And yeah. so I was then drawn to, we were talking about Simon and Garfunkel yeah. and um, Crosby, Stills, Some of your National. Fa- all, favorites. All, yeah, all of those things. And uh, so I've always appreciated good vocal harmonies for sure does that make it easier when you get on stage with a christopher uh, christopher 
a Kristen, sorry about that, Kristen, a Kristen <laughs> Tinsley or a Jeannie Karen to be able to m marry the, the two styles. Right, that, yeah, yeah. It makes it much easier to do, just do it intuitively and just, yeah. just pick up where you need to be with the harmony parts and... Uh, yeah, and ride the vibe, as we were saying. Yeah. I, see that? <laughs> Look at that, that guy. <laughs> He's going to take my job. <laughs> or we could get that snippet, Waheed, and promote it somehow or other. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's fascinating. Well, cool. Well, I think we got to hear Coming Home Patrick's song, if we could. I want to hear it with Patrick. You just walked away from the stones Cause out there in the world There are things you just know When you trust in the word And surrender to the flow And there's peace now in your mind Cause you're not alone Cause the pieces of the divine are coming home There's a sign outside and it's pointing every which way you choose Go, you know you'll never win, you'll never lose. Mike Benbill, audio engineer, says of Christopher, gritty and awesome. And I would agree with that. Who is Mike? He's audio engineer? Yeah, he's my audio engineer. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. He, so Mike, Mike runs a studio called Fantastic Rain in Willenhall yeah. in the West Midlands in yeah. England. And uh, he's recorded all the tracks, done the mixing and mastering. I love it. In, in where? Say again. Willenhall. Hall, which is close to where you live in the West... In the West Midlands, Midlands of England. That's yeah. right. It's just about 10 minutes from me. I had no idea it was there yeah. until my mum found him on Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> and, so for those of us Americans that are ignorant, <laughs> it's embarrassing to say, <laughs> you know, of anything outside the United States. So West Midlands, orient me as the, to where... The West Midlands is, is fairly close to Birmingham. The original okay. Birmingham, of course, not the okay. Alabama one. And yeah. I, So the area is known as the Black Country. And okay. it's called that because historically it was coal mining country. Okay. And I looked at my ancestry a few years ago and it was just coal miner, oh coal miner, coal yeah. miner, coal miner. All that died too right. young. Right, and I have... So you and Colt had an affinity... Right, because of his connection in West Virginia. And right, yeah, exactly. Virginia, yeah, and coal mining. Right, thing. in a similar way, yeah. yeah. So we talked about that. 
I'm sure. And, and uh, I'm writing some songs about that as well. So in the next album that's, that I'm um, halfway through writing, there will be yeah. some songs about that heritage yeah. from where I come from. Yeah. And I do some poetry as well, because there's a whole dialect associated with that area. Ah, so the way I'm talking to you now is a, a leveled out English neutral accent. So talk to me in a, in, a, in a Birmingham. Well, it's kind of hard to put it on, but it's a bit like that. And it's, it's a full on, it's not just an accent, it's an old dialect. So you've, yeah. we've got our own words for different things, you know. Scot with a Scottish influence, it sounds like a little. Well, bit. no, you might, you might think so, but yeah. it, it's not. It's not really that closely related. But it, it is very old, and so yeah. some of, some of the words. So, for example, if I want to say "How are you?", yeah. I'd say "Au bist," B I S T. Yeah. And in in modern German, that's still if you say it's "V bist," yeah. How are you, V bist? So the yeah. same word exists, and it's yeah. from the the old Germanic roots of the language. Oh, so it's a very very old dialect. It's dying out. Yeah. Because people like me aren't right. speaking it anymore. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm complicit. But I'm also yeah. trying to write this poetry in the dialect to help to help save to preserve, preserve some of the it. tradition at yeah. the same time as I'm wow. helping to demolish it. So Birmingham, <laughs> so Birmingham related to London, how, which there, yeah. So London's down in the southeast of the yeah. country. Birmingham is is the second city, and yeah. it's pretty much like bang in the middle. So we're Midlanders, wow. and it's second a very, largest city in UK. Right, Birmingham. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, um, and your football team, <laughs> football as in because your dad, your dad is a follower. My, you are not. My dad is a massive Aston Villa fan, ah, and that, because Villa. he grew up in Aston, you know, yeah. they were they were his local team, and yeah. you know they're, they're doing pretty well, I think, from what yeah. I gather. But uh, yeah. I'm they not, stayed up. I mean, hey, right, you, right. Know, you stay up in the Premier League, you're doing well. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, I didn't uh, inherit his enthusiasm yeah, for, for the, the game, for the game gotcha. of football right. or soccer, as you guys call it. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, I broadly keep abreast of what's going on there. Cool. Well, back to the music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming home, Patrick's song. Mm. Got to be a story there, I know. There, there is a, a, a great story here. And um, so I have a day job, unfortunately, because... You uh, know, I, <laughs> oh, those day jobs. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, the music doesn't quite pay all the oh, bills yet. darn it. You Spotify people, go buy his album. www.ChristopherCrompton.com. Right. That, that will definitely help. Yeah, so at least have, one album purchase will help him. <laughs> it's, it sure will. So my day job is editing books. I'm a book oh, editor. Okay. And, and one client came along a few years ago, yeah. Patrick, and he's actually from Atlanta, believe it or not. Uh, no way. Because a lot of my clients are in America. And he, yeah. he'd written this book and it was a, telling his story. Yeah. And it was an incredible story. It's, it's uh, semi-autobiographical and then it goes on into fiction because he projects his own future, the, the, what's, what's uh, going to happen in the rest of his life. Yeah. And it was about his spiritual journey. He'd started wow. off in a, in a very, so he's a very successful outwardly Successful man, he had a lot, yeah. you know, he had a high-paying job. Patrick, he had, Patrick, Patrick. Pat, this is Patrick. Yeah, and he had a high-paying job. He had the family, he had the house. He had all the stuff materially that yes. you think you need that to be happy. That you were singing about and singing another song. Right, right, exactly. Okay. And that's why we we hit it off so well. You know, yeah. we were on the same vibe with that. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't making him happy. He was fundamentally unfulfilled, and that was um that was to do with his religion. And he, he was brought up in this very strict sort of fire and brimstone religion where he was scared all the time of yeah. the consequences. So, And he went through a, a classic hero's journey. He went through yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that was a great trial for him that challenged him right to his limits. Yeah. And he came out the other side triumphant. And he had written a story and it transformed his life and he found inner peace. You know, he yeah. found the place And the that, book is titled? The book is, the book is called One, Con one Conscious Breath. One Conscious and, Breath. And uh, it's by, by, Patrick. by Patrick Johnson. One Conscious Breath by Patrick Johnson. And it's available on Amazon and all the good places. And, and a great read. It's a wonderful story. Yeah. And I, I was greatly privileged to be part of it in editing it. And I became friends with Patrick and we had some wonderful discussions about, you know, life, the universe and everything. And I wrote that song, Patrick's song, about him. 
And tell uh, me his last name once again. Patrick Johnson. Johnson. Um, and it's about, the song is about, he's a whitewater rafter. Ah. So he loves to get out on the Arkansas River. He yeah. lives in Colorado now. Yeah. And um, he, he just gets in the flow. He, yeah. get, he rides the vibe, you know, yeah. of the river. I, look at you twice. Right. I'm going to hire you. Right. <laughs> he, <laughs> but don't give up your day job. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And, and it, was, it was in doing that, it was finding the flow state on those yeah. the extremely dangerous, high, yes. highest possible I've level rafts. I've been in Arkansas. I right. flipped out of a raft. Right. Well, we lost our uh, guide and then we went too. <laughs> right, right. So you know how dicey yes, it is there. very but, scary. So he's a very, very capable, um, yeah. uh, you know, navigator you, of those waters. Have you seen him? Have you... You've met him, or you've just communicated. We we have been entirely virtual, but we we were we're very good uh, internet uh, pen yeah. friends. Now we exchange yeah. emails and stuff quite regularly. Wow. And uh, so on your, I, I don't like to use this bucket list thing, but on your list, perhaps to go to Colorado and visit him. It would be great to. Yeah, he, yeah. he would have come up to Atlanta to see me on this uh, trip, but he's yeah. down. I think he's in Mexico with his family. It oh, didn't no. work out this time, but yeah, we will coordinate at some point. Oh, but his story is fascinating. He's a yeah. great guy, and and yeah, so that song and a great is, read. And it's a great read, One Conscious Breath. And that, that song is about, Patrick's song is about how he found God on the river, if you will. I'll be darned. And From Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. What serendipity yeah. this is. I know, it's isn't kinda, it? It's, it's wonderful. It's kind of eerie. I know. I couldn't <laughs> Or it could it. be the old soul, one or the other. <laughs> I'm not sure. Or Lucy. Or Lucy's presence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so we are um, not almost out of time, but we like to keep it to an hour just because I don't know why we do that, but... We do. I'm the last DJ. Respectful of Waheed, I think, more than anything else. So you touched on it, another album, but talk about, um, you know, upcoming gigs, album, projects. Mm -hmm. And also, I want to have you uh, give a shout out to your mates that worked on this project beyond just um, Mike. Mm -hmm. Bilbo. Yeah, Mike Bembo. Oh, Bembo. Yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah, the, so the whole bunch of stuff coming up. So I'm writing yeah. a second album. The second album is is different, really, to the first, because in England, I play a lot of folk clubs, and the folk clubs are great listening. They're like listening rooms over here. They're very attentive audiences, but they yeah. love to sing along. Ah, and they, so, and a lot of traditional English folk music has a chorus that yeah. people can join in with. So the yeah. second album is, is, it's a storytelling English folk album yeah. with choruses that people can join in with. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Will it resonate with uh, those of us that have an attention span? Well, not myself, but <laughs> the others that have an attention span of like, Less I hope, than a goldfish. I hope so, yeah, because you know, because you, you're either following the story or you're yeah. joining in with the chorus because it's fun, or, or right. hopefully both. If I, you yeah. know, it, there's a lot for everybody there, yeah. and and I'm going to record that again at Fantastic Rain Studio uh, with Mike because he did such a great job with the first yeah. album. What know. kind of target date? I mean, I know these things are mercurial, but yeah, well, I think we we will record it this year. We will probably uh, release it early next year. Nice. I think, yeah. And you're um, old school in that you like an album. I do like an album still. Yeah, I like I like the cohesion of having yes. an album and having some kind of theme to that yes. album as well. Not just a yes. collection of songs, but something that works as a collection. Amen to that. I think right. there needs to be more of that. Right. And it, you know, it's screw a, this Spotify <laughs> stuff, this one-off <laughs> nanosecond stuff. Go listen to albums, damn it. <laughs> but the nice thing is you don't have to release singles in the traditional sense really anymore. You can yeah. if anything on the album can right. become can be, come up. Yes. You know, the audience so can, can choose their own yes. singles. Yes. They can, they can pick the they ones that They put it resonate. in their playlist and da, da da da. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so in addition to that I've got a blues band in England called ah. Mojo Train and we're touring locally yeah. and I've also started a, a great new project with a friend of mine uh, ben, who, and we're doing... It's Mojo a, Train. Mojo Train. So not to be confused with Mojo Preachers. Correct. 
Do you know the Mojo Preachers? I've heard of them, yeah. 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 So they were, they were on our show. Yeah, Mojo Train's just a, a Birmingham-based blues band. Yeah. And, uh, Mountain... What kind of blues influ- influences? Southern, like uh, Mississippi? Or... Yeah, well, my, my influences are, you know, I'm a kind of Delta blues man. Okay. I listen to a lot of Robert Johnson, but yeah. then we have the English guy, we have Clapton and, you know, and Peter John Green, and, and Green. Right, all those guys come yeah. in there as well, so we play their stuff. And yeah, there's some it. soul in there and yeah. you know, even gospel music. It's, it's it. a varied mix, yeah. Going to do an album like that, maybe? We are looking into that, doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm going to do another album. I'm co-writing some songs with my friend Ben, and we're we're called Mountain Hairs, and it's okay. a duo of traditional folk music, but we're writing new music in that style. Wow. And we do the vocal harmonies we were talking about yeah. earlier. We yeah. have a whole bunch of... Between us, we play all the instruments under the sun, so we're, yeah. we're trying to make it interesting yeah. in the instrumentation too. Wow. And so an album coming out with the Mountain with, Hairs. With Mountain Hairs. Where yeah, exactly. How'd you get that name? <laughs> Ah uh, well, well we we we're both big wildlife lovers, and we uh, write a lot of songs about the English countryside and yeah. about the wildlife there. And mountain hares exist in. We've killed most of them in England, sadly, but there are plenty oh, of them. Mountain in, hares in is Scotland. in they're, rabbits. Right, right. It's a big old rabbit. Yeah, rabbit. And yeah. they're, they're wonderful because uh, they're they're brown through the summer months, and then in winter, when the mountains turn white, they turn, they white. turn white to save themselves. To save themselves, so they have good camouflage. But they've almost been killed off. Yeah, they've been hunted a lot. And what's happened is, because um, the climate's shifting, yeah. the timing has been a little out of kilter. So they're still yeah. in their white plumage when... when they're, so they're <laughs> easier to hunt. Right, exactly. Yeah. So all of that uh, is, uh, yeah. is, is compounded and there aren't yeah. that many mountain hares left. But wow. they're, they're kind of a symbol of freedom and being in the countryside and wow. running free. So that's why we picked them as our, man, oh as our man. image. Yeah, that's right. So... You don't sound all that busy to me. I maybe need to do some some other stuff. Right, and Lucy's already talking about a second tour over here well, in the United course, States. Well, of course, absolutely. Uh, yeah. My solo work, so yeah. And we like to say of all the guests, why he and I, I mean, we, this is not a one-off, man. When you get either the Blues Project, absolutely, the second album, mm-hmm. you come back on, whether you're here in the States or we'll remote you in. Lucy's been gracious enough to hook us up with lots of different cats, and we've remoted them in from from uh, all over the planet. That'd be wonderful. We'd love to have you back. Well, it's just been fascinating. I believe we're right at the top of the hour. Even a blind squirrel, in the case of the last DJ, (laughs) finds the top of the hour. (laughs) So again, can't uh, thank Lucy Pillar with All Right Now Entertainment. For all you musicians looking for a promoter, tough luck. (laughs) Lucy's booked up. (laughs) But you can find Cathead in your local beverage uh, beverage store, and we'd strongly suggest you go out and get some Cathead because they support live music. And I have to say, after this hour and getting to know Christopher, he is a Cathead. And we are out of here. God bless. Thank you. Better get her done, son, because the hour is growing Maybe there's a DJ out there somewhere Hasn't gotten round to yet Well, maybe you'll feel a little empathy Play this on his FM show Better late than never Here's my thanks to whoever plays my song